and the schmo is here. <laughs> Fucking the schmo is kicking ass. He's in character while he fucks Helen Yee. I still don't understand why she's with him. Good job, though. It's gotta be the fucking turtleneck, huh? But I'll tell you what, man, winning the Olympic Games is it's like nothing else, man. Like, you know, I felt like a giant when I won the Olympics. I was literally walking around like I was five foot tall. <laughs> Oh, but I tell you what, when I won the Olympics, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie here. When I won the Olympics, I would literally, I would, I would put on my medal as I would have sex. Just to, just to let the women know that I'm the one that comes first. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you what, man. It ain't no it ain't no PG thirteen up in this joint. And that's the debut of Triple C on stage, man. How about that? The UFC Comedy Jam making your debut. I love it. I was in attendance. Yeah, no, for I that. had so much fun, Schmo. I tell you what, man, I have never been so nervous to do something. And that's partially why the reason why I even love to fight because of those nerves and that pressure. But going up there, comedy, new crowd, like, what if you suck? What if someone's going to throw some freaking tomatoes at me and have ketchup all over my face? It was, uh, I had so much fun, man. As soon as, I, as soon as I got that first laugh, Shmo, I was rolling. I was rolling. So you're saying you will do that again so sometime, eh? Saying I got a chance. Absolutely, Shmo. Stay tuned for Comedy Jam Part 2. Uh, King Triple C is about to take over. Let's go! Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My co-host has an Olympic gold medal. He's a champ champ. He's the one and only king of cringe, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo? Time is money, and money is time. Let's get this bar rolling. Yes, indeed. So we saw the comedy special, but let's take away comedy, and let's get right into this week's gold medal moment. Triple C, you've been calling him out for a long time. You were vocal on Twitter. You wanted Alexander Volkanovsky when Max Holloway had to pull out due to injury from the trilogy fight. You didn't get it. They give it to the zombie, the Korean zombie, will be fighting Volkanovski at UFC 273. You got passed over yeah, again. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take my crown off for this one because I'm just so disgusted, Schmo. All right. You know, this is the thing, guys. Let's, let's, let's put the, the cringe aside. Let's put the persona. Let's put the gimmick. Let's put that annoying character aside. And at the end of the day, Schmo, I'm just an ultimate competitor. And I would be the first fighter in UFC history to become a, a three-division champ, which I know is very, very doable. Alexander Volkanovsky, he doesn't scare me, dude. Like, I literally put my name on the hat. As soon as I found out that Max Holloway was there, I, I, you know, I contacted Ali. I said, Ali, make this fight happen, dude. I have the credentials. I deserved it. It's not like a GSP situation where I'm going to win and then, and then jet out. It's different for me because... I want to go in there. I want to defend all my belts. I want to see how far, how far is it that I can actually literally take my body. But at the end of the day, Schmo, 
Dana White, the UFC, they don't, they don't, they don't trust in their fighters. They don't, they don't have faith in Alexander Volkanovsky. They really don't. Because if they did, they'd allow him to try to put me down. But the thing is, is they're scared. Dana White is scared. Dana White, the UFC, they don't want him. I'm just sick of... I'm even sick and tired of trolling Volkanovsky if the fight's never going to happen. It makes sense. Why not give me an opportunity, a chance to make history to become the first three-division champ? The thing is, is man, it, the thing Schmo is it's, it's a monopoly, man. And they control the thing. And at the same time, it's like, if that, that's the way it is, and that's the way it is. And there's really nothing you can do, man, unless the fires were to come together and make something... Make something of a partnership where we're able to uh, to have a little more say. So I'm assuming when Ali reached out to the UFC, did they not get back to him? Did they just flat out say no? Did you try reaching out to him? Any communication no, with I'm, the UFC? No, he he communicated with the UFC. I just I just don't think they like the number, and I don't even think the number that I'm giving out is is nowhere near what Khabib or or John Jones is even getting. It's just a fair number to be like, hey man. Let me go up. Let me challenge. Because at the same time, dude, I'm putting my life at risk too. Why not? I know that. And uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a well-respected number that I just asked for. And I'm just not getting it, Schmo. And uh, that being said, man, like I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm, I'm in this for the legacy. But the money's got to be, the, the finance has to be worth my legacy. Because at the end of the day, dude, I am a two-division world champ. Defended both my belts. Fought, fought the highest competition. Fought the best generations in uh, uh, fought the best of my generation in two different weight classes. I mean, what else is there to do, Schmo? Okay, get the get the character aside. You don't like the character, all right? So be it. But dude, come on, man! Like that's I defended both my belts, dude. Like there's there's no way for Cormier to go up to another weight class and win. There's there's a situation where I have the opportunity to go to another a third weight class after I defended both my flyweight, my bantamweight belt. And to go up against a dude that's 5'6", a dude that's two inches literally taller than me. Man, I love my chances, my speed, my hand, my experience is number one. And then, and then my wrestling. I will put this dude on the ground like I really will. His wrestling doesn't intimidate me. Alexander Volkanovsky's greatest uh, asset is, is, is his pressure. It's the fact that he knows how to press and he knows, he knows his gantake, gas take. And, that's, and, he got, and, and he probably got that from Hugby. You know, understanding your threshold, and that's about it. He does not impress me. He's a, he's, he's a good fighter. He's not a great fighter. And I want to I wanna punch his lights out, Schmo. But Uncle Dana, bald Uncle Dana, tight, won't allow it. So are you saying it's not that you're not being taken seriously? It's coming down to finances in this situation, Triple C. Yeah, which is, you know, which is, which is something that I've always uh, put out there. It's the same reason why I did retire. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, how, how much history is enough? Uh, I can't be getting paid the same thing I got paid about while beating uh, Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw. I'm like, man, I've, I've been, I'm stomping these dudes. I'm getting rid of these so-called legends. Dominic Cruz didn't last no more than two rounds. TJ Dillashaw they didn't last 30. They didn't last a minute with me. Got, got rid of him in 32 seconds. You know, Marlon Marais, the, 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 the killer of killers, couldn't last three rounds with me. Me going up weight classes, stopping these dudes. Come on, dude. Like, what's, you know, there, there has to be a compensation piece in there, too. And for the record, just like Daniel Cormier, as a champ champ, you defended those belts and both those weight divisions. So for anyone saying he's just going to grab a title and run, 
You don't have that in your track record, Triple C. You have not taken a belt and ran. You've defended when you've earned that belt, so we can only assume if you got the opportunity, you would defend said belt. Well, exactly. And not, and not just fashionable, but when I defended my belts, I, I retired when I defended. I didn't string you guys along for a whole year. I literally, once I won that belt, that following Monday, I, was, I said, hey, man, I'm out. I don't want any of this. I don't even want to negotiate because I don't even think they're going to negotiate with me. You know what I'm saying? I just want my respect, and that respect is done through, through opportunity and financial. So and I'm not asking. I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near it. Like, I'm not even overreaching, Schmo. That's the sad part, bro. Like, I'm not even overreaching at all, man. When I told how much, when I told Khabib uh, uh, how much I'm getting paid and how much I'm asking for, he was so dumbfounded. He's like, really? He was like, really? He's like, man, that, 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 that's not right. I understand you. You know, it's just that people are on different, uh, people are on different contracts, man. You know, Khabib's making $10 million a, a fight, and we're nowhere near that. So... Can Volkanovski, is Volkanovski the only guy out there that you believe could bring in that revenue that is that worthy opponent that the UFC could potentially pay you the money you're asking for? Or is there somebody else you think could draw you out financially? No, it is Volkanovski. It makes sense, Schmo. It makes sense, man. I'm going to sell the fight. These dudes are going to sell the fight. These dudes want to shake hands and, and, and kiss babies, man. They want to say how, how great they are and how much they respect each other. Dude, I'm out there to rip your... I'm out there to rip, grab that big, giant midget head of his and kick it to Kiwiland. How about that? All right, but how about this? The person stepping up who's getting the nod to fight him is a teammate of yours at Fight Ready, Korean Zombie. He comes out there. He works with Eddie Chan Company, and he does his camps right there in Arizona. Are you going to be there in camp to help Korean Zombie to face Volkanovski UFC 273 now? Yeah, of course, man. But that's that's gonna be. A, we haven't spoken to Korean Zombie. I know the coaches here want me to work with them because I'm working with. It, it'd be it, it wouldn't be smart if I didn't help Korean Zombie out here because you know I work with the one percenters. You know we got Yuri coming out uh, next next month. I've been speaking to him. You know we got Davidson, Wei League, John Jones. I mean this is the best team in the world, man. If you really think about it, and I am the surgeon. I am the professor. I am that guy dissecting and formulating this fight camp for these dudes. In order, for them to, in order for them to have the best probability of winning. You know, I'm bring, I, I bring a business approach, a leadership, a, a technical, a tactical. I'm the guy that's adjusting you and allowing you to be confident and, and sharing your, your thoughts with the team in order, for us, in order for you to be good. Because at the end of the day, the, the person that fights is going to be the Korean Zab. It ain't going to be me. I know, I know what I could do. I know where my abilities could take me. Hold the phone one second. You mentioned Yuri Projaka. You've been in communication with him. He is, in fact, coming to fight ready next month. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming out next month. Uh, Jones will be out here next month as well, too. They're going to be training with each other. Ooh. You know, uh, iron, iron, iron sharpens iron, and I think these guys are uh, these guys are next level creatures, man. They really are. And I think uh, I think it's it's crazy, Shmo, because I almost felt like I I shot myself in the foot a little bit with the with, with the cringe. But in reality, if you really think about it, I mean, look how much, look how, look at how many of these athletes, the high level, the cream of the crowd, how much they respect me. Like you know what I'm well, saying? Triple C. This is the, this is the silly world that we live in, Shmo. I don't get it. You're comfortable enough in it. your own shoes. Doesn't matter how high they are or how low they are. You're comfortable enough to be the cringe master, the cringe king, the king of cringe. Oh, oh, I love it too. And then you know, 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just hate it that they don't love it. All right, all right. So let's let's wrap everything up then in this Volkanovski zombie conversation. How do you like this matchup? How do you see it playing out? And uh, what are the things that you're going to work on that gives you the confidence that zombie will be and new? Well, again, man, that's it, it's an uphill uh, it's an uphill battle for zombie because if you see how. Oh, the fight with him and Ortega, but the zombies gonna have to. The old zombies gonna have to come out. He's gonna have to take risk. He's gonna have to throw out the kitchen sink and make it into a fight with, uh, with with Volkanovski. He he's got a he's got a height advantage, which I know it isn't a problem for uh, for Volkanovski because he's accustomed to fighting taller people. But but I will say this about the Korean zombie: he has a he has he fights really good against shorter guys. We saw him against Frankie Edgar. You saw him against a lot of these uh, smaller guys, and he's able to really find his reach that much better. So it's our preference, man. Tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm not fighting Schmo. I wish Zombie the absolute best. Uh, can Zombie beat him? Of course, man. Everybody has that, that, that puncher's chance. But I think overall, when I look at myself in comparison to, uh, to him fighting Volkanovski, I just think I'm just, think I'm just a whole other level of a competitor. And uh, I know I can get the job done. So I think the UFC scared. I think Dana Bald is scared. I think Dana White is just being Dana tight, and he doesn't he doesn't want to he doesn't want to see history. And I will bring that history to the UFC if they give me that opportunity. But this is this is why guys like John Jones. This is why they don't fight. This is why guys like Nate Diaz. This is why they hold off for so long because. They want, they want, they want that, they want that, they want that cheddar guap, man. They want that respect. They want that compensation, as they deserve. And with that said, that wraps up our gold medal moment. Let's move on to the silver medal moment. You don't know anything about silver. You're a gold guy. Let's talk about Orhe Masvidal versus Colby Covington, a match the schmo's been shouting for for over a year. Finally getting done. UFC 272. It's going to be here in Vegas in March. Cannot wait. For that main event with no title on the line. Triple C. Is that worthy of a main event with no title on the line? Moss at all coming it's, in. But we called it. We hit the nail on the head. It's a silver medal moment. And that's exactly what it is. But it's the art of sell, Schmo. This, this, this really, I mean, at one point, these dudes were really good friends. From calling each other to the UFC fights, to being roommates. Uh, you know, to taking all those crazy, funny pictures that they do. Like when they're kind of staring there, like just being funny because that's what friends do. You know, they're vulnerable to each other to now literally like hating each other. And I know it's a genuine hate that they do have against each other. And this, this fight, this fight should be fireworks. I think it deserves it. I think it's the art of sell. I think you got the number two competitor in the world against the number 11. And uh, I think it's going to be, a, it's, it's gonna, I would have loved to have seen him on the ultimate fighter, but that's, as long as they fight, I really don't give a hell. I really don't give a crap. It's absolute fireworks outside of the octagon and inside of the octagon leading up to this thing. It's not official yet as of us recording this podcast, but there's rumors that Dustin Poirier is going to fight Nate Diaz on the same card. Can you imagine a press conference with Poirier, Masvidal, Covington, Nate Diaz all involved? That's the best thing ever when it comes to press conferences <laughs> for the UFC. There's going to be some great jokes, great headlines. If that comes to fruition, and then what would that fight be at? A Poirier Diaz, 170 pounds. Anyways, this is absolutely worthwhile, and we cannot wait to see it. These guys 
absolutely hate each other. You nail it on the head. They trained with each other, an American top team. But both these guys know deep down before this fight starts who got the best of who every time they trained. Both these guys were giddy to get this thing done in the past week or two and uh, eager. And now that we got it done, don't you think both these guys already know who's going to win leading into this fight, Triple C? Yeah, I think the favorite from watching just the clips, I think I think it's you know, it's just because of Kobe's wrestling. If you don't if you don't have that grind and but then again if Masvidal's able to stop him, it is MMA. If he's able to stop some of those wrestling takedowns, I think Masvidal easily wins it. But I don't know, man. I think sometimes when you get a guy that could just wrestle and he's big brother you in the room, it, I've seen it before, dude, it tends to repeat itself. I'm going for George. I want George to win. Even though we no longer talk to each other from uh, from our agents fighting, which is which is sad, man, because I really did like Masvidal, man. You know, he was a really cool. Uh, real, we we're super cool with each other, but anyways, we no longer have that relationship as as I would wish, you know. But uh, I'm going for him. I hope he wins. And if he needs any help, dude, I'm the guy that I can, I'm the guy that can really help him, dude. Not not the people that he probably. I, I just bring a whole nother perspective, man. Well, I have 100% defense in the UFC. Nobody's ever taken me down. And did I forget, I have an Olympic gold medal. Yes, you do. Well, the invitation's been made. It's on the table for Gamebred Mosfrol to train with Triple C, Henry Cejudo. Add him to the clan. But the other thing the Schmo wants to note about this fight is, yes, these guys know who got the best of who. Obviously, Colby Covington's got that extensive background in wrestling, and we know how you feel about wrestling and what the outcome is with wrestlers. But the one thing also that intrigues the schmo about this whole matchup is all those coaches in American Top Team, they know Colby Covington's tendencies. They know how to game plan, too. And we know how important strategy can be with familiar foes. They could be studying something. They could know something where he could catch Colby at an off time because of the familiarity with the opponent. It's something to not be overlooked. No, and that's exactly right. You're exactly right, Schmo. I think, I think the biggest thing is they're going to they're gonna have to really plan for, uh, they're going to have to really train like blitz. Just, it, it, the exact same way that he caught uh, Ben Askren is the exact same way that he, could, that he could set something up to catch Kobe because Kobe's an unathletic human. He doesn't know how to box. He doesn't know how to kick. He knows how to wrestle. He knows how to grind, which are, which are the two most important aspects. But the most important aspect in fighting is wrestling, and he has that. And I think that's the upper edge that he has. But at the same time, it's like you can also train for that too. There's patterns that he does do. It, it, it all depends on the IQ. When we talk about IQ and how smart somebody is, is how, how is it that they have the ability to adjust? You know what I'm saying, Shmo? Like... You gotta have that ability, and that's and that's a, that's a trait that uh, that the best guys in the world world has. Like you know, like a John Jones, he's able to he's able to make adjustments. Myself, uh, you know, the guys at that level. And he's the cardio king. The cardio's there. He's going to put the pressure on. This is going to be one hell of a scrap. Cannot wait. And now let's move on to the bronze medal movement. We're moving to this exact weekend. Coming up, UFC Fight Night. It's the first UFC event of 2022. Giga Chikatse is fighting Calvin Cater. We haven't seen Calvin Cater in the octagon since that ABC fight with Max Holloway. Giga Chikatse, he's been on a tear is this a number one contender fight for you in the featherweight division, Triple C? It is, man. I mean, I think the most dangerous guy in that weight division is Giga. Mm. 
And I'll say this again, dude. I wouldn't want to fight Giga. Giga is dangerous. When you see a guy that knows how to throw kicks and the way he throws kicks, even with this, like he literally hits you with his foot. And the fact that he's, he pinpoints people with them Lakers. I mean, he drops people. It wasn't just an MMA that he was dropping people with body shots. He was dropping people in kickboxing as well. I mean, the dude is vicious, man. He's tall. He's fast. He's powerful. He's accurate. Um, I think, I, I, I just think he's just a bad matchup for Calvin. Calvin's got good hands, but I don't think he really has that thump, that, that weight behind his punches. As, and, uh, I just think, I just think he gets just a lot more well-rounded. And for that reason, I think, uh, I think he is going to end up winning that shot. And I think he's going to end up getting the next title shot. If he doesn't, if he doesn't fight Holloway next. What can Calvin Cater do to beat Giga Chikotse? What can he do to nullify those kicks? What could he do to get his hand raised? Yeah, put him in the clinch. That's what I would. That's what if I was that height, I would put him in the clinch, get him against the cage, slow him down, stomp on his feet. Um, you know, make it dirty because you can't you can't give Giga space. If you give somebody like Giga space, that's where he lives, man. It, it's a lot more dangerous uh, for a fighter that just kicks and does more of his fighting off based off of kicks than it does punches because he will slowly chip away at you. He'll break you down. And we saw that with all the fighters that Giga has fought. He's chipping these dudes away and he's breaking them out, Schmo. He's dangerous, man. He's the most dangerous matchup for Volkanovski, not named Henry Cejudo? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I think, uh, I, think I would love to see him and Yair kind of go at it. I think it would be an awesome fight because they're both, you know, they're both lanky and they both kick and things like that. But yeah, no, I think Giga's a, uh, I think Giga's a tough matchup for anybody. You know, I would say Zabit, but Zabit hasn't been in there. It's different, Shmuel. I retired. I retired on top. I retired with two belts. You know, Zabit's retiring. He doesn't even have a belt, man. Like there's, there's no statement that's left there. You know, I could die happy tomorrow. You know, because I got, I got gold. Do you want me to? You know what I'm saying? Zabib, if Zabib was to get back, I would think he would be the biggest threat. But because he's a lot more well-rounded with the takedowns, the kicks, the punches, the uh, the unpredictability that he does. But he's been gone for so long that I don't know how his gas tank is going to be on uh, when he returns. So I would I would take one more fight, or I would even or if I was Zabib, I would make Zabib and Giga fight winner winner of that fight fights for the title. I think that's fair. Hey, the Schmo's not overseeing Zabit and Yair Rodriguez because that fight was supposed to happen so many times before Zabit just said, no, I'm done. I'm walking away. Uh, hopefully he comes back. That's a good point. That wraps up the bronze medal moment. And that is wrapping up this week of the Triple C and Schmo show. But before we go, Triple C, USC 270s in a couple weeks. How's Figgy doing, man? How's the tra training coming along, man? Couple weeks. It's like a week oh. and a half away, man. Oh, man, Figgy, Mike, Jiggy, he's ready, Schmo. He's ready. He's a whole nother fighter, man. You guys are going to see what I'm talking about. Even with Wei Li, when Wei Li fought Rose, like she was a whole nother fighter. She became more of a competitor than she was just a fighter. And those are those increments that we're making out here at, out here at Fight Ready. So I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, or I don't think, I know that Davidson Figueroa, the, the God of War, is going to surprise Banner Moreno. And it's going to be an easy night, and we're going to celebrate, and we're going to have some good old Mexican cuisine that night. Will you be in the corner? I will be in the corner. You guys will see me there live, in the flesh, 
giving him play-by-plays, what exactly that he has to do. We build that relationship. Yeah, he asked me not too long ago, and I was like, all right, man, I'll do it. There it is. We will see Triple C in Anaheim in the corner for the third fight between Brandon Moreno and Davidson Figueredo. And make sure you tune in anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel, The Triple C and Schmo Show. We appreciate every single one of you tuning in as we grow and the momentum continues to rise. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver and we are.